Hi guys, ciao ragazzi, benvenuti, welcome everybody, we are on Fratelli di Rugby podcast and on Fratelli di Rugby YouTube channel, today we're gonna speak about coaching, we're gonna talk about defense and I think the, the most important thing to say now is to give a warm welcome, benvenuto a Leonardo, Leo, how are you? Ciao Otto. Yeah, everything okay, everything okay. Uh, always nice to uh, to see you in chat rugby early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, early in the morning on Saturday. That's that's amazing, right? We we're sh- just we showing it. love for the game, uh, for the for the philosophy of life, let's say, because early exactly. in the morning on Saturday. You think about games usually or you're just waking up uh, watching games from Super Rugby or you're speaking about rugby with somebody? So it's a, great. it's a full-time passion. Yeah, full-time passion. So Leo, today we're going to speak about defense uh, because we saw uh, how the Rugby World Cup ends with uh, massive defensive efforts by not only the Springboks, but in general. Let's say defense won the titles, the tickets were were sold by, by the attack, but I think also by the defense in this uh, in this last World Cup. Yeah, I think both sides of the ball, when, when they were on it, they were on it, they were amazing. Uh, when the defense works well and it's organized and everyone knows their roles and their system, it's really hard to go through. If, if you look at the, the semifinals, you know, 30-odd phases of defense from New Zealand, just patience, patience, patience. Um, if you look at South Africa, just grinding out three wins on the bounce to get to that final. Um, but... On the other side, when, when the attack worked against such good defences, it was an incredible attack to see. Like We had some super interesting, super entertaining bits of attack from the World Cup. And today, speaking about the um, defence and the World Cup, we're going to go try to unlock, to dig into the, the defence of the Springboks. And not only that, we're going to try to bring, in general, some more information about what is a system, uh, a defensive system, how we set in defense, uh, how we fold around uh, the racks every time and, and how we move. So I'm going to just open uh, our presentation for today and then we're going to also see a couple of videos. They're going to help us in the um, in the presentation to to fix some elements of, uh, of defense in this case. Of course, we're going to speak about also kicking pressure now because that is the, the big thing transition defense attack attack defense and then it's key in, in the in the world cup and in the spring box uh, game plan so Absolutely. let's go with the with the egyptians with the pyramid here straight into it um i thought when when you said oh let's do a little bit about defense i thought right who what could i have needed what would have been helpful for me six seven years ago when i started coaching um to see or, or to have or you know not even a framework just just a couple of ideas to, to get me started to get my brain moving and and i thought something so simple probably would have helped a great deal when when i was just starting uh, just starting coaching back in my college days um and i thought about defense and i thought right what makes a very solid base for my defense and for my defense it's behaviors and technical abilities and 
but by behaviors i mean the attitude towards contact the attitude to go to go forward um the 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 effort to to get into position the effort to communicate so all those things that i call behaviors habits uh some people call non-talent battles because you don't you don't need talent to to do those things right you just need to to want to do it and, and get it done and and for it to become a behavior for it to become a habit um, my technical abilities would be obviously your tackle technique, your your ability to to move around the corner, your ability to move lateral, um, and that and that is all stuff that um, that we do in you know in in contact clubs. In um, some people call it um, school of contact. I used to call it contact smart um, at my previous club, and, and it's just um, your your five seven minutes of right repetition, repetition, repetition high physical effort, high contact effort to to create that behavior to to enhance those technical abilities. And then I went, right, what's after that? It's my tactical understanding. It's my set piece defense of my rolls of scrum, line out, restarts, okay? Whether it's a 22, a goal line, a, um, a proper restart, because it's, it's become its own set piece. And then obviously face defense, um, my own 22, their 22. Um, just slightly differences in where we want our backfield, how we want our, our wingers to defend, and, and obviously in their 22, just big eye on discipline, not to give them an easy way out. And then obviously something that we are going to look at today is your transition to defence. So our exits, our, our tactical um, kicks for the corners, you know, 50-22 opens up so much, so much stuff. So transition to defence, like we're going to see later for the Springboks. And, and yeah, that's, that's very quickly, very sim simply what a defense could be. Like uh, coaches will do things in different ways. Um, coaches will call things in different ways. Um, and, and it's the same, just in a, in a different, in a different uh, language, if you will. Um, but very, very simple way to go, right, I'm a new, I'm a new coach or I'm a coach that is just um, playing around with defense what what should I consider? What should I be looking at? And I think it's important to underline that this is uh, your, our point of view on what is defense and uh, on this is the, the theory. And then, of course, there is all the practice. So each of these words that we can see in this pyramid is being developed in the field uh, and with the potential of the players that we have because uh, not all the players tackle in the same way they're not only chop taglers uh, only jugglers uh, maybe they have some issues and they're growing because this is something that we can start from uh, early age to maybe uh, an amateur club let's say but also academy uh, of premiership every every system works with the the bodies, the, the people that you have, that you coach with uh, and you live with. So, yeah, yeah let's go. On. It's important to to find the right way in between. So if, if I've got very good players, it's really easy for me to go, right, okay, this is what I want to do, let's do it. If you've got developing players or, you know, you in, in a lower league or um, just a new group of players for whatever reason, it's, it's important that you understand where your philosophy and their abilities meet to then develop them into closer to what you want to get out of it. Yeah, and also if you are like maybe a, like a, a new coach, some some sometimes you can find really strong teams uh, like in defense. In my case, when I was in Ecuador, my team was really good in defense, 
but we had some issues in attack. So let, let's keep that defense really well with those principles. I don't have to change it too much because it works. Just add the green lights for the juggle sometimes that but lower lower levels and we develop more of attack but yeah, yeah i agree with you how important it is depending by the the people that you have let's go to the cycle of defense so we can go straight to the how works the defense yeah it's it is a cycle it's just something that happens and happens and happens and happens and it only stops when when you get the ball back um, right. so it's it's really really important for my boys um you know where I've coached before and where I coach now is that they understand that we defend and we defend hard and aggressive because we want to get the ball back. Because without the ball, you can't play rugby. Okay, if you're New Zealand, you can defend for you can defend for 36, 38 phases in a semi-final and, and win it. But if you do that for the whole game, the opposition is gonna is gonna get one on you at some point. So it's really important that we understand why we defend and we defend to go and attack. And then we understand the cycle to get us there. So a tackle has happened. Okay, hopefully, hopefully we tackled. <laughs> and it needs to be an aggressive tackle. And what what I used to call and um, is slightly changed now in, in in my new environment. But I used to call it EHC, so eyes, hips, and control. Eyes on the target, so I, I know what's happening in front of me. Hips is where we're going to hit. Well, obviously, with, with with the new tackle law, if you go for hips, you have a big margin of error if you if you slip and then control control the wrap with your with your punch through and control the play the ball so if i can have time in tackle tit i can then slow that play the ball down i can kill their momentum and let my defense get organized as i'm in tackle i'm the next defender if i can't affect that breakdown i need to scan do i need to hold where i am on the on the side of the breakdown or do i need to fold and that is a, a movement that needs to happen fast because I want to be, I want to be set before the attack. I want to be able to press and, and go again. So I scan. I hold or fold right. If I'm folding, I'm going. I need to get my spacing right. I need to be connected and disciplined behind that um, behind that breakdown. I don't want to give silly penalties away. Once I got that right, once I'm set, I'm in a good position to go and press. Okay, and having a good fold with good spacing and good discipline allows me to go really, really hard at them. Shot the option, be aggressive and double shot. And we just keep going and going and going until they kick it away. They knock it on because we challenge the skill set. They throw a five-man miss pass and, and I get the ball back for whatever reason. Or I get a jackal because I've been so aggressive. I put them on the offside and they got no support. And then I go and attack. I go and spark him. That's perfect. And um, what... What I want to add to this because it's perfect in this way. How important it is to be proactive and not only reactive to what is the scenario in front of you. Almost trying to understand what what is going to be next uh, for the attack from the defensive point of view. There's a bit of both. So your first three, four defenders, they are they they're just gonna go. They they know they can just go and, and like a broom. They just wipe everything up. <laughs> they can, and that, that's why. So South Africa calls their first four or five defender their containment wall. So they just go and contain the attack. They just go and hit stuff, and they can do it really really well. But your your fifth, sixth, even your with your fourth defender at times, but fifth onwards. They are the guys that really need to be careful and we're going to look at it later and those are the guys that really need to be aggressive in line with the ball 
nerve it past it because otherwise you're going to get done behind you and those are the ones that need to be a little bit more careful a little bit more proactive and reactive to shut the option but also to be able to go again and we'll see later with with a couple of south africa example and um you know when when you do it well it's it's really really good to see it's a piece of art uh, when it works right so we spoke about like South Africa use a lot of defenders to, to create this containment wall because they are fast go up uh, in invading the opponent uh, area. So also in that way, they don't go over the advantage line. No, they, they prevent this with uh, going up. I think we can move on the defensive setting, how we can understand the defensive setting in front of a, a set attack. Yeah. Um, so you, you start obviously with your with your breakdown, which is our tackle on the floor with um with a circle. Okay, is is tackled, is in there, it's given us good time and time in tackle, which means we're all set. Perfect set, perfect scenario. Um you've got obviously you'll have to tend to to the blind side, to the short side, whatever you, you call it in your in your in your system. And depending on how many numbers they have and how big it is, you may have to keep one, two, three. In this case we've got three. The first one is a minus one, and it just stay there. It's still press. Okay, we still want both sides of the of the breakdown to press uh, or to to hammer or to go up, however you want it to go to fly, whatever you want to call it. And um, but obviously they're there. We call it minus because they're in the short side. The, the chances that they're going to get played there not realistic, not big. You then go to to your to your wide to your wider part of the of the pitch, and you go one, two, three. Some people go further, you they go four, five, six, forwards, backs, whatever it is. Um, we call it one, two, three. And it's something new. I, I didn't used to do that. I just used to, to get the boys set and, and get ready to set. But in the environment I'm in now, it's they call it one, two, three. So let's adapt to it. A, B, C, depending every time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, you know, some people go one, two, A, B, C, or one, A, B, C. It's, it's completely um dependent on 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 what the coach the word <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, even, even your theming like even they could change with the theming that you have um let's look at the roles and and what they do so the one is usually a meter away from that breakdown the two is two meters away from that breakdown and the three is probably four meters away from the breakdown and usually the three is in front of what we think is going to be the first receiver exactly that so yeah, on usually, yeah, we put it here because in normally, let's say when uh, there is a pot of nine, the, the ball usually goes to this player because as double option plus the back yeah. the yeah. backdoor pass. That's why yeah. the number three goes up here straight up. No, in weird position where the running lines go straight up in front of the the attacker. Yeah, every everyone moves forward so the first three steps are always forward for everyone um we say square people say whatever they want to say the role for the one and two is to watch nine and inside nine so one and two still go still move forward okay obviously we can't move until that ball is in the air we've got to stay square and on and on on that press until the ball is in the air if the nine comes a little bit wider the one, instead of coming sideways and following and opening up that breakdown, is going to stay square. The two is going to take care of him. The one's going to look off that inside ball. Uh, yeah, exactly that. So that's covered. The three goes square and super, super hard. 
and everyone outside of them has to go as hard as they can in line with the ball. So they'll all move, everyone moves forward. And the point is to go and shut the option and be in the eye line of that ball carrier. Because if, imagine at my level, you know, 17, 18 year old player, they're good players, they're, they're academy players, they're all fighting to, to get a contract at the end of it. But I can guarantee you, if I'm here with the ball and I'm looking to throw a pass and I see a defender in line with me, chances are I'm just going to take that ball and carry or I'm going to give right. a short pass. Because I know if I give that pass, there's an intercept option and there's also an option that he is going to get absolutely banged. Bang. So <laughs> it's really, really important that we press high. Otherwise, we just let them go outside of our containment wall. And it becomes really key in this uh, defensive environment, the, like the link players, right? Because, of course, it's easy to to see, okay, this is the guy in front of me, but when we have to go look at these players, know how they move on the second layer of attack, how we go close, shut door, shut options, it became uh, so dangerous for the attack, but so important for the defense to prevent that. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's there's um, um, backfield defense that we have to consider. There's a nine that we haven't even touched on. So the nine, um, some teams put it um, as the last defender after the forwards. Sorry, as the first defender after the forwards. So we'll go just in between. Yeah, exactly there. Uh, South Africa with Faf de Klerk, he's pretty much got freedom to do whatever he wants. He just goes and, and, and annoys teams. He just goes hard and tries to make the play dirty. Um, and we'll see we'll see an example of that in a minute. No. Oh. Faf de Klerk, that move uh, there. And, yeah, uh, some some people put their that nine behind the breakdown and he can he can plug the holes. So if our fold is uh, is not effective, he can just jump into spaces and, and be connected. Um, some people always have nine on blind. Um, I've personally had, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, some people will just go nine on blind all the time. Um, I've personally gone for, I used to have nine on, on the blind side. I've now gone with nine can plug holes. Um, it, it very much depends on what kind of nine you have. If it, you know, if it's a smart player that can can be physical, I've got no issues with him being being anywhere and and him having an effect on that tackle. Um, if it's a nine that's a little bit shy on on contact, I may have him in um, in behind the rock to cover those chips, especially um, especially in um, between their ten and and obviously my try line, my twenty two effectively. Um, Again, it's entirely up to what sort of personnel you have, what sort of of, of bodies you you've you've got access to, really. <laughs> That's true. And and so we say, we say, for example, in um, Faf de Klerk, free free to move uh, whatever he, he needs. But we saw him. Uh, uh, we're gonna see him uh, in the in the videos playing in this position, for example. And in other situation, we're gonna see him uh, here. So just for reference, for the next videos, we're gonna. We're gonna take a look. It's gonna be interesting to to see how it, it's changed every time because, like you said, on the blind side, usually the Oakland Blues they put the the players there. They're nine always. Like minus one is the, the number nine. Italy sometimes put him on the like here or blind or open, but in the last like 
uh, last defender almost. Yeah. Right? That is a little bit the style that we saw. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we covered pretty much everything we needed on our on our defense setting. You know, your your wingers will take second to last and, and go really hard on them with full back and ten going for closing. But that's that's a very, very good basic understanding of, of roles and responsibilities there. So let's move to another level of defense, which is the the box kick. Defense, pressure, transition, let's say it's when we want the ball back, we want to win that ball back, and something that we saw how how important was for uh, for the spring box. Uh, thinking about uh, the game against France, for example. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, again, super basic setup. Um, people call them hunters, people call them uh, dogs, people call them chasers. You can call it whatever you want. If, if you've got a different, a different theme, you, you can call it whatever you want. Um, We've used hunters because um, is um, it's something we used in our in our Italian Italian one. Uh, so yeah, um, let's go through the breakdown. So you've got obviously you've got your ball carrier on the floor, which is our forward lane lane across. <laughs> you then got two, and then one one. So two for width, two for length. So it looks something like that. Um, they are part of your chase. They are part of obviously your what we call a caterpillar. It's not uh, a seven-man caterpillar like uh, like Chiefs or Gloucester used to do <laughs> anymore, um, but it's just a, it's just a, a five-man effective because it's one on the floor, two at the front, two at the back, and they two, are one, one yeah. step. Sorry, Otto. No, I said two, one, one. Not like yeah. the scheme yeah. how they, yeah. they go. These two, one and one. Exactly, and they, they are the guys that are going to give you your width. In, in your defensive uh, defensive um, line and chase because they, they they still go and chase because they'll be on side as soon as as soon as those uh, those hunters are past them. Obviously, nine kicks with just outside of twenty two, so the ball has to stay infield. Okay, can go straight out, and we're looking for a kick somewhere on the fifteen so we can really go hard and box them in. You'll have your uh, two forwards on the on the blind with a um, with a winger. Okay, the winger is chasing. Obviously, depending on how close you get to that to that touchline, you may have one forward, one wing. But on the fifteen, you roughly want to have three, and then you'll have your uh, a fast forward just outside of that of that breakdown, which is our open side forward. They'll go and chase. So the forward and the and the winger they'll go hard and try and get that ball back as they are doing so. As they're doing so, oh. everyone else, yeah, there you go, that's the one. As they're doing so, everyone else is giving us our spacing. Obviously, we see that F, F, F and B are very tight, so they're going to give us a little bit of spacing on the outside. And we are still going hard and up on that chase. The, the better teams will move that ball um, if they get it back and if our chase is, isn't effective. So we need those backs and those forwards to get their, their spacing and really go high to stop them effectively. One of the biggest examples, if you guys have chance to watch, was, for example, South Africa before the Rugby World Cup against Wales, when we score using the... the they kick the ball, they re regain uh, the possession, they move the ball twice and they kick again. And then Mason Grady made a big mistake there, but with defensive pressure there, and he tried the ball forward, and Creel can just score the, the ball. But that was 
two kicks, but whole defense because it was all pushing and uh, a defense scored the try at the end because Maison Grenier lost the, the opportunity. Let's go see what they did against, for example, the differences on application of box kick style from two different teams. So we go um, and take a look at South Africa and England. So we can see how they cover, how they defend, how many players go for the ball, how many goes for the for the takeoff. So I will I will move here and this is the, an example really pretty similar to this one that we just show. So I think it's interesting to see who are the, the guys in, in in this and what is the difference with the theory we, we just said. They have the, this box kick shield which instead of being, having a long caterpillar with a Duan Vermeulen in, the, in that position, they have like a slower forward that can cover behind uh, the, the the chase, which is, um, oh my God, Kisov. And then, of course, there is Siagolisi on the side and uh, big man uh, Ebenezer on the other one, and of course, the wing. So the wing is going to be the, the, the real hunter, the real chaser, but all around they can pick that ball, they can catch the ball, they can take all out the, the player or just keep the ball there and move it fast uh, outside. So they, in this case, they use two on one side, one axis in the axis, and one on the open side for the chase. So four-man chase, in this case, for them with a different style. Yeah, they go, they go really, really hard on their chase. And, and you can see here, they're all around the ball, but you can also see on the, on the left of the screen, the guys that were in the breakdown that were really, really hard to give us that spacing pretty much outside of Edsbeth. Uh, a couple of them will go on the blind because they'll have, they'll have to cover that space. But you can see a couple of them are going really, really hard to get outside of Edsbeth and give us that defensive space. And so once England gets the ball back because they, they shielded, they bubbled their catcher, I think that's uh, Freddie Stewart really, really well. We are now South Africa. I'm saying we. South Africa is now set, <laughs> is now set to stay on, on that first picture we've seen. So they now got their containment wall, they got their backs on the outside, and they can go and put pressure. Yeah, they go back, let's say, in this position, more or less. They try yeah. to, to, to go back there. From this situation, they want to move. And we can see, for example, Vermeulen is here, and then uh, all the backs, that uh, the forwards that were here, really, they, they moved, and they are already creating that wall that yeah. you are saying. On the other yeah. side, uh, let's see England, for example. In this case, they put one almost axis, which is Jamie George here, yeah. but they put yeah. three player uh, for the um, for the ant, but only one, which is the wing in this case, uh, daily goes, but doesn't go for the catch. He goes for to slap the ball and bring the ball back. If you see how it goes on uh, on top, and all the escort is around to create maybe uh, a ball from the chaos and yeah. from there move uh, the ball quick but they just send one big hunter and three catchers uh, escorting the, the player there and we can see there's no shield by South Africa No, it's a good contestable ball, probably in position to, to get the slap back but at the same time you can still see the guys that were in that breakdown working really, really hard to give us that, that width. You can see Jamie George has gone a little bit on the close. So he's, he's gone from his axis position, he's probably gone in a little bit. 
to to apply that pressure. But then he's got, I think that's uh, calls just behind. Cold, him. Yeah. yeah, so effectively they will try from that breakdown. You'll want your your slower forwards going closer to the breakdown, so your second rows, back rows outside of it, and then you'll have your your backs on the wide. And exactly the same as, as South Africa, they they are trying to get the ball back. Obviously, okay, that that would be the perfect outcome. But if you can't, you down go back to your to your defensive setup, and and you can go and apply pressure again. And they love to apply pressure every time the ball is in their hands using the the, the kicking game. So let's move on to the other strategy that South Africa used during the, the World Cup and another way to uh, attack with the defense, the ball yeah. in the hair. Yeah. So let's move on on this, which yeah, is the, yeah. on the eyeball, on the bomb. Uh, uh, so many different ways to call this kind of kick you can, yeah. you can find. Uh, but let's say is the, the kick from the 10 in the wide channel in the 15 meters area. More or less, yeah. that is the they, kind of kick. They done it super well against uh, France. I don't know if it was something they spotted in their in their analysis or it's something that they they saw in the game, but um, it usually happened after set piece. So like one phase out or one or two phases after set piece, they would go bomb, get the ball back, and I think they scored one or two tries off it. Um, I think. Look, same similar setup again. You've got your your hunters. You've got your your um, either a forward or a back in between them. Um, you've got where we put cover. I think South Africa put their fifteen, so they yeah. they go from attack setup, so they are ready to move the ball. Now that fifteen that would have been like a second playmaker on on the on the second on the second shape can go and and drop back in his post defense position. Obviously the ten will drop back in your post-defense again. And then those guys in the pod will become, obviously, their first containment wall and walk towards that, that breakdown. But South Africa did it so well a few times that they got the ball back and they didn't need to set up their containment wall. They just set, set straight into that, that second phase of attack. So when the ball is being kicked, it goes down here. This is the, the different scenario, how it's going is changing. So we have the hunters up with the, with the escort and the wall created again. The 10 drops, as you said, and these guys, they're going to create the ball, the, the wall too, again. And the wing, of course, from this side, it can go up. And also going to pressure again because there is the cover behind in the, yeah. in the backfield, let's say. So they are they are set again in this way. Yeah, I think against France there was pretty set, uh, was spotted because as you said, two phases open the ball maybe one phase wide. They want to go wider to bring the the fullback and the wing all the and maybe the thirteen all in that track. So they work on the on the backfield transition like how they moved around, and if they are not properly set. They, they can have some issues because when they kick against France, there was only Dupont and Woki, but Woki didn't have space to move, to jump in the air. The, the ball was straight on top of him and it's hard because you have players with a, a different... Uh, uh, they're running towards you. So that's changed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> And good, good kick by Libok. Let's say sometimes we will say about Libok, but Money Libok kicks really well in this in this case. And this is something 
from uh, before the British Irish Lions. So, yeah. Now let's go see a couple of videos speaking about how important is the link player that goes up and down, the guy that has to decide what to do every time. Yeah, that is the situation, right? <laughs> yeah, well, we, we spoke about it earlier. Your first four defenders don't really have much decision making to do. Like, they'll still have to press from the inside once the ball, the ball gets past them. They still have to think about those tips and those, um, those pullback options. But the reality is they're just going to go up and, and hit stuff. Um, the guys outside of them, um, you know, some people call it. Uh, check release, some people call it go, check, go, some people call it fly, check, fly, but the common thread is the check, and what we speak about is is you are effectively checking, so what I'm doing is I'm going up in line with the ball, like we said earlier, but now I've got to think, right, is the lead runner going to take the ball, and I have to step in and bang him, or is the ball going to go behind him, and I need to check, 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 and go, so that's where the check comes from for me when I when I coach the boys, I tell them, call your check if you need to because every check is a little step because if the second i planned i'm finished as a defender if i'm soft on my feet if i'm checking my feet i can then go again if they play behind or i can step in for a tackle so i always tell them check 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 and they get it when they get it right it looks exactly like what the springboard did yeah, because the, the, the key role uh, in the, let's say, in the Springboks backline, if we speak about backs, was uh, Creel, the 13, that does really well this, this kind of movement. The same uh, with the 9, because it's free to understand, so knows where to go, shut the door, shut the option. And if we want to say a name on the on the forward of South Africa, Peter Stabdutoit really played well in this uh, Check and release, check and release, go up or not, go up or not. So uh, I'm going to put the video for this, Leo, because this is the scenario we are going to speak about. So the 13 that has, for example, in, the, in this option, Sexton going, but there is also the player on the hard run. We have soft runners on the white uh, arrows and red uh, on the hard lines. So there are a lot of differences and... Uh, was great in the way he closed he decided where to go so we let's see on the on the video so let me share this i want to remember everybody to follow us on youtube because you can re-watch this video and of course on every streaming earring platform spotify and all the other friends like that so let's move on the Yes, here we go. So we have two difference. We have this one, and then I'm gonna put the, the other one out because here we have this check and release. Yeah. So you see him. He's in line with the ball. He's there. He's going. He's going hard on it. Um, I would be uh, in my in my eyes. He's probably going in a little bit too hard, but they want to work up. So I'm not gonna tell him that. So he's there, there, there. He's checking, 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 checking. The second that ball lifts again, he sees the pullback. He sees that um, the 13 isn't an option anymore. He's checked him out, and he can just go through that hard line and go put pressure on... Uh, is that Sexton? Yes, on Sexton. 
and he can go put pressure on Sexton. Obviously, he's got his um, his forwards coming on the inside press. He's got his inside centre. They can press so hard. If they were pressing super hard, they would have banged him, but they still do a good job of... He puts pressure on. He's got his inside cover. Threat finished. Um, for me, if I was coaching them, again, I wish, um, I would tell these guys, right, we are all super folding. We're all going around that corner. But Ireland is super, super tight. They're trying to go through you. We'd need the 12 and probably whoever was inside of 12 to press super hard from the inside and get rid of that threat. Because if, if yeah, if those guys were in line with Creel, they would have banged um, Sexton's inside there and Ireland would have lost another six metres. Like the, the inside of the turn, like a player here in the middle that yeah. can go yeah. and do this kind of move. But to, to be fair to Ireland, they've done super well in that game, especially off set-piece, playing those outside-to-inside balls to, get, to keep South Africa on their, on their check for as long as possible. Like South, it was the first time I've seen South Africa not struggle, but concede such uh, gain-line advantage off set-piece. And uh, from an, the attacking point of view, how, key, how important is... Uh, Aki that keep running because the player that flat and maybe can close that inside that we are speaking about now, yeah. it just blocked by by Aki. Exactly. If you, if you take me back an extra second. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. See how he's planted because he's preempted Aki to just bang through because that's that's Aki's superpower, super strength. So he's planted, which means he can't check release. And that's where the inside press not being there comes from. Because now he's held, he's been held by Yaki. He can go and press on the inside hard. And the other point here, it's interesting, like how they, in Italy, we say baptized, not battezzato. Like the player here, the 13 that goes in, uh, nobody's going to take him because they, they realize the better option is the back door. So he can go through. Because nobody is getting blocked by the thirteen, yeah. so the Allende doesn't move on the on the left side, but they know what to do and the tackles arrive. Yeah. Spoken about the same kind of shape, we saw we were speaking about Faf de Klerk, no? How he is free to do whatever he wants to do on the second line of attack, for example, now shooting the the options. Yeah, and here we see have... they still they still press forward, they still press square, they go super super hard. But you can see how Creel and who's that winger uh, on the left? On the left is uh, Kolbe. Yeah, and no. they, they don't really consider him for the spacing. You see how uh, Faf has gone super tight because he's already made his mind up. He's just going to fly and go and go and mess that up for them. And you'll see it. Yeah, you'll see in a second. It just goes. It's a good check release from, um, from Creel again. But Faf just goes. Makes it dirty for Ireland because he's so high. 15 is never going to give that pass to, to Aki. And that means Creel can then come through and get that tackle in. So perfect connection of the, the two together. One doing his job, let's say Creel doing his job and doing the extra job on his way, on his game plan, let's say for uh, for Puff the Clerk on this side. Because it's so hard, like you said, Keenan cannot move the ball here because every ball maybe is going to be a dirty ball. And uh, this guy here, Cheslin Kolb, is just looking at what's happening. If the ball is going to be free in the air, it's going to yeah. go up. You, you can see his feet is 
cold base still open enough, if that ball moves, you can turn and put pressure on 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 Aki. But because that threat is gone, because Faf made <laughs> made that dirty for them, the tackle has happened. He doesn't need he doesn't need to worry about that anymore, and he can go and reset. Yeah, and uh, another big thing is uh, South African defense is all up. Also, Oxenche is standing up now, and. Uh, how many players has France in the uh, sorry Ireland on the field? Three players there, and plus other two. With only one slowing that ball from from South Africa, so worked really really well. Let me see if I found quickly the the other video they were saying about uh, the the pressure that we 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 didn't show before, but this was uh, when. You don't go for the catch. This we didn't show it in the Italian one, but this against Ireland was another good example of the boxing pressure how it works properly. So let's let me just put this on uh, for a second. Boxing pressure. Okay, on this side we see we we found Jasper Vise, uh, Colbe, and of course Colisi. But then uh, there is also Kitsov again uh, in, in that position. On the floor, there is Franz Malherbe and uh, Franco Mostert Bonambi with the shield. So the ball goes up. Okay, I cannot go for the ball. You say Colbe closing, not the space. There's no space. A lot of defenders, but look how good is this. Because they leave the space, but boom back so the two forwards the two hunters they go for uh, mccansen in in the best way possible because they they yeah. shut the the threat yeah. now and they are already taking information we call by moving behind and asking hey let's do something different here let's cover there so yeah pressure pressure and pressure leo yeah it's oh. um we we go off a well i say we i before the current environment I'm in, I used to go off um, an average phase defense. So I would I would look at the average phases um, uh, the, the the league I was in would have to play, and then I would go two phases extra. And all my training was based on right if we can defend for those many phases by being disciplined, aggressive, and connected, we can be in a system something is going to happen to give us the ball back. We they either going to knock it on, kick it, we're going to get it back. They're going to give away a penalty or whatever. Um, obviously, at that level, is a little bit more different. Uh, <laughs> I would love, I would love to be a fly on the wall and and be be there when they when they when they cycle their defenses when when they when they go for it. But I think that good behavior of the attacking players. So that's great to see. Like, hey, the guy always yeah, does that for 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 a, for a new coach or for for a coach that is maybe just starting to look at the at the other side of the ball at the defensive side of the ball um keep it simple make sure there's clarity in what you want don't don't make it confusing for them just if they can go out and be be simplistic and have clarity they can really get their roles right then that that's that's most of the job done and then you can start layering and obviously the better player come through and, and, and you can start layering and layering and layering and, and keep getting better. Yeah, following some steps, not overthinking about, oh my God, I have to do this. No, just start from the, that kind of, uh, 
from specific side and then from there you can grow up but you cannot just put a big plant in in a little pot yeah. you need the more plants in the uh, adapted to a, every pot or pods that you're in front of you every time so that's that's everything for us now 40 minutes a little bit less a little bit more but here we go first half is done uh, it was a it was a pleasure to have you here in this uh, coaching corner. We're gonna find the right name. Maybe maybe you're gonna ask the followers on Instagram and every everywhere what's the best way to call this. Like, but that's it for for today. You have rugby today, Leo. Hey, hey, I've got rugby. I got some work to do for for Monday. I got some prep to do for Monday. I may look at doing a preview for Wednesday's game, but I don't know. I've got the weekend. I've got the weekend. Okay, great. So have a great weekend. Thanks to be with us, Leo, and everybody who's going to listen and watch this uh, video podcast and podcast on Spotify on Fratelli Rugby. So see you next time. And now, ciao a tutti. Thank you. <laughs>